Wednesday, I ministered at RSM and the high school was there. And Wednesday night I did the youth service in Cleveland and I was sitting in Chris's office before the service and the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, be ready for Sunday morning. Friday afternoon, I flew to Texas and I ministered Friday night in a, in a very large prison setting and couldn't get Sunday morning off my heart. Could not sleep Friday night in the hotel. Woke up at like three and the news was on and I was like, oh, this is why I can't sleep. Ministered yesterday morning at a big, that same prison. Got on the plane, flew to the next city. Last night spoke at a, at a really massive outdoor amphitheater event called The Promise at, I think, Glen Rose outside of Fort Worth. And I flew home last night and all I could think about was this morning. And I looked on our airplane, there's a computer that tells me how far out we are from destination, how high we are and how fast we're going. And I looked at that and I said, there is no way. We were at 39,000 feet doing 545 miles per hour. I said, Lord, that's the fastest we've ever been. And he spoke these words to me and he said, I'm speeding up the time. He then led me to Matthew 24, 22. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. For the elect's, but for the elect's sake, and those days will be shortened. And then he said, do not fear. After 9-11, churches were full for a couple weeks. And then people got kind of just, you know, life is life. This is not a time for churches to be emptied. And if you don't understand the prophetic church that you are a part of, ask God to give you understanding because it's only going to get more intense. When Deb stood up here last Sunday and said, I know you all wish I would do all my Jewish things, I thought, <laughs> you better be thankful we have pastors who understand the value of relationship with Jewish things. What I'm going to share with you is something the Lord gave me in March of this year. And he said, Dino, only when I ask you and instruct you, are you to give this. This is only the second church that he's had me to do this. And I wrestled with it yesterday because in, my, in, my, in between events, I went to, the, to a hotel and I could not get my iPad to work. I mean, I did, I did everything I needed to do, but I couldn't send the email to myself so I could then print it. I thought, what is wrong? Tried it again last night, wouldn't work. Got home crazy late last night. Kevin, Kevin texted me yesterday, he called me. He said, are you in town tomorrow? I said, well, I'm out today. I'll be back late tonight. He said, can you do Sunday morning? I've got to be somewhere. I said, yeah. I said, actually, the Lord told me Wednesday to be ready for Sunday morning. He said, well, good. Must be your time to do something on Sunday morning. Aren't you thankful for pastors who hear the voice of God? So the Lord told me this morning why my iPad wasn't working. He said, you left it on airplane mode. Don't miss that. When you put it on airplane mode, nothing's gonna transmit. When you hit the button and you slide that button, everything flows. He said this morning, because of what she will lead, everything will start to flow. Do not ever say, my prayer does not matter. 
It's easy to think that. It's easy to think, What's, what can one person do? Well, let me help you. One vote gave Hitler control of the Nazi party. One vote gave Texas entry into the union. The power of one can never be underestimated because you have the power inside of you to be the one that can be the life-changing difference for somebody you may never know this side of eternity. I did watch the news this morning because I wanted to know what was going on and I was astounded at the numbers. It's not 200, it's not 300. This morning it was closer to 800. And yeah, they're not, I mean, you can, all you gotta do is flip channels and see what agenda they're pushing. Aren't you thankful we can come into a church like this and only have his agenda? Well, I don't know what this all means. Just, just be in agreement then. <laughs> because I can promise you, this is what the Lord told me in March of this year. It's time for next. But as it is written, eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know that the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Many people think what we do is foolishness. Let me remind all of us that God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. You know why she's where she is? She's chasing. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. More than you know, the time is short. My kingdom plan has now entered into a speed that the earth has never before experienced. Revelation, wisdom, and kingdom direction by and through my spirit are flowing from me to those of you who are ready to run and successfully finish the race that I've set before you. My wisdom and direction are flowing like a river. Yes, a river of life, says the Lord. Because you have the mind of Christ, I expect you to walk wisely in these days, and as you do, weigh and balance the words you speak Every word matters. Saturate yourself in my word more than in any previous time in your walk with me. As you hear my word, faith will come. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word. You see, the mind of Christ and the word of God cannot be separated for the mind of Christ is the spirit of wisdom. And as you know, my word clearly says that Jesus was made wisdom unto me. 1 Corinthians 1, 30. And that wisdom is the principal thing, Proverbs 4, 7. Not only do you have the mind of Christ, but you also have been given and rightly taught my word. Do you know why I gave you my word? Yes, to comfort you and to lead you, but I also gave my word to you for, for you to declare it. That's what Doris just talked about, Isaiah 55. For you to live by it and for your faith to grow from it. And this, my children, is where I want your focus to be on the mind of Christ and the word of God. Worthy, worthy, worthy. 
holy, holy, holy. Exalt my name and magnify my word. Remember, for you have magnified your word above all your name, Psalm 138.2. This church has now entered into the season of harvest for which you have been sowing since my instructions were first heard and consequently and faithfully adhered to by the leadership, the pastors whom I chose for this assignment. This work and this ministry, I want you to know, I am so very pleased with. Take heart, each of you has a part to play in what comes next. And what comes next are the results of the word of faith coming out of your mouth. As you continue to submit to my work, as you fully embrace the mind of Christ, and as you continue to declare what I instruct you to say, your faith-filled words will then create next. What I said privately to my disciples, I now say publicly to you, blessed are the eyes which see the things you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, and to hear what you hear and have not heard it. That's Luke 10, 23. Listen to me closely. I have chosen you for this season of next. Not because of your role or position, not because of your experience or even education. I chose you because you trust me and you obey my word. And you know what? This is important. I trust you to get the job completed. For I'm ready for my family to be here with me. From this property and in great, in great, greater measure than ever before, I will cause to be, to be declared the word of God, the faith of God, and most importantly, the love of God. For I am love. With great privilege comes great responsibility, and so I will say it again, the words you speak create the world in which you live. Measure with great wisdom every word you declare because I'm watching over my word to perform it. What the world witnessed this weekend, this, this is what he gave me crazy late last night or early this morning. What the world witnessed this weekend in the home man of my chosen people should surprise no one. These signs and more like them are part of an eternal timeline that was in motion from the beginning of time. Do not fear, do not fear, do not fear. Perfected love cast out all fear. The enemy is nervous. He knows what's coming. More importantly, you know what's coming. Stay close to my word, pray more fervently, and obey without pause. You have been chosen. Remember, this is the only the second time he's asked me to share this with the church. You have been chosen and you are now prepared for this season of next. Run your race well. Let your motivation be to hear me declare over you, well done. And so from this day forward, in this sanctuary where my spirit so enjoys a body, I declare that you will live in, minister in, sow in, and harvest in my promise that was shared when I began this word, my promise that eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those who love him. This is holy ground. And I believe that what God is saying to anyone who will listen today is do not negate the part you play. 
You do not have to stand up here to have a vital part in what God wants to get accomplished. And God gets his will accomplished in the earth through people who are willing and obedient. It's impossible to do any assignment that God gives any of us without faith at the core. And if you know me at all, you know that I'm all about faith. But faith isn't just saying something and believing it's going to happen. Faith is being measured with love. Because faith works by love. Faith is being in the people business and caring about people. Faith is being in a position in life where you see someone and you, you see that maybe they're not having the greatest of day and instead of just going and praying, you know, walking by and praying for them, you sit down and go, let's talk. There is a moment coming where the churches in this country are gonna be so full again, not because people are hungry for God, they're just scared of the devil. He's giving us warning, he's giving us insight, he's giving us vision for the future. And as I learned last night, he is speeding up the time. I blinked twice and we were on our descent, we were landing. Our pilots were surprised, they were like, man, we got home fast. I said, yeah, I think God translated us. So what is your response to all of this? You can't leave here on a Sunday morning after it, whatever's, however we're gonna finish this service and go, well, that was, you know, God, God was there, that was great. Go eat lunch and forget about it and turn your television on and watch, Super, or watch football. Nothing wrong with watching football, but what if God's leading you? What if he's calling you to do more? This, the thing that I cannot get away from this morning is everybody has a part to play. That's why the Bible talks about the eye can't say to the ear, the ear can't say to the hand. It, we all have a part. We all have something that we bring to the table. That's why I love the schools we have here. I mean, I've spoken in 3,500 schools. I've never been in a school like our school where they worship for four, you know, 45 minutes to an hour before they, anyone does anything. And it's not just a checkbox. Okay, we worship. Now let's go hear somebody speak. No, it's ushering in the presence. It's hosting his presence. We can never take for granted what God has given us here. Oh, thank you. And if you're offended with people, please, 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 just let it go. It's not worth it. Offense will kill the anointing quicker than anything else will. Why did you say that? Because the Holy Ghost told me to say that. If there's someone in your life you need to forgive who's really hurt you, Forgive, just do it. Because if you don't, you stay bound up and you cannot be used by God. If you, at, at, I think it was Wild Ones or some, some convention I did this year, the Lord said to me, you're Drano. I said, what? He says, what does Drano do? He says, you pour it. I said, it unclogs. He said, that's what the anointing is that I've given you. Because I said, God, why am I always the leadoff speaker? Why am I not the, the guy that finishes the thing? He says, I use you to unclog the heart so that the teachers who come behind you can teach my word and they can be then received. 
My job today is to deliver this and to invite you to get unclogged. To invite you to come. God, whatever next is for me, for my family, I say yes and I step into it. But you can't step into it if you've got all this hell on the inside of you. If you're walking around mad like, oh, why is she up there laying on the... Who, who, you're not her. Don't worry about it. Stay calm, Dean. It's the intensity of ministry. And everyone in this room and everyone watching online is called to ministry. The ministry of reconciliation. Read your Bible. You've got a part to play. So my assignment today was to deliver this and to invite you to take an introspective look at your heart. Do you need a spiritual Drano encounter? Do you, is your heart so clogged that none of this even moves you? You know why I am, one of the reasons I am so thankful? When 9-11 happened, it didn't faze me at all. Thousands of people were killed in an instant and it didn't faze me because my heart was so shut down. Why was it shut down? Because I had been sexually abused, I had been emotionally abandoned, I just took on all the care of it, I was mad at everything, and I worked for God. And I couldn't cry. I tried. I, was, I watched the television. I couldn't. Because there was you can't give what you don't have. But yesterday when I saw them, I saw a man who saw his family on social media who had been kidnapped. And he's sitting there begging with a, a television camera hoping somebody on the other side will hear that that's my wife and two daughters and can you please bring them back home? can't take for granted this thing that we live in called America. People have died and shed their blood to give us this thing called freedom. And what we esteem too lightly, it will no longer be part of our life. We have a responsibility to get before God and go, God, whatever's in me that you don't want, get rid of it. I've told him, there's nothing off limits to you. Everything's on the altar, whatever you want because I am not going to heaven to hear what were you thinking. Because yeah. I know where we are. But you don't know when he's coming. Well, I didn't say that. No one knows. He doesn't even know. But I can tell you this, we're one day closer. And I tell teenagers, heaven's real. But conversely, so is hell. And hell's not full of bad people and heaven's not full of good people. Heaven's full of people who said, yep, yeah, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And the hell's full of people who said, nah, I got it. No big deal. Wouldn't you hate to miss heaven by 30 seconds? And I'm telling you right now, by the Spirit of God, there are people sitting in this auditorium who actually think you're saved and you're as lost as a goose. Yeah, I'm not. See, I've told you for 20 years, I'm not a pastor. I don't have to act pastoral. I'm telling you right I know it in my of the Holy Ghost if he came right now there are a lot of people in this room who would go straight to hell I can't believe you would say that well believe it I can't bother hit rewind hit play you'll hear it over and over it's the Drano effect when that anointing hits you gotta go I love Devin she's the, she's the cheerleader of all cheerleaders say it Dean preach that say it Dean listen 
In this prison where I spoke Friday night, I shared my story of how I'd been sexually abused and how I, 22 years later, forgave the person who did it to me. Yesterday morning, an inmate walked up to me with tears in his eyes. He grabbed my hand and he said, last night, after you ministered, I got a phone, I got to use a phone and I called my mom and I told her what you said. He said, Dean, I forgave my mom. I was abused as a kid and she didn't stop it. He said, Dean, my mom and I, he said, I told her your whole message. I said, that's good. He said, my mom and I have started a brand new relationship. Now listen, the Drano effect hit him. He was willing to let go of the pain. None of us in this room know what people on the other side of the ocean are experiencing right now in, in true reality. There's a table behind me, Dino. But we can pick up on it on the spirit. We can care. I'm not talking about taking on the care, but the word's very clear, don't do that. But we can have compassion. One of the things I'm ministering a lot these days is God is a God of emotion. He got angry. Jesus had compassion and he healed the sick. Jesus cried when Lazarus had died. Jesus got pretty ticked off with the religious leaders, but he never sinned. I can just get a visual of God sitting in heaven right now, feeling what Israel is feeling. I can see him looking to his right to Jesus. greater one lives on the inside. And when that enemy comes in like a flood, God raises a standard up against him. You're part of that standard. Here's what I'm going to do. I told Dev when I got started walking by, I said, I don't think you're through yet. Um, but I'm going to do what I believe the Lord just instructed me to do. And then whatever you feel, Pastor, when you're ready to come up and receive the offering and do all the, the, the administrative side of this, that's wonderful. But here's what I'm going to do. But I just got enough guts to do it. I think I will. You may have gotten mad at me a few minutes ago when I said there were people here that aren't going. I said that because, first of all, the Lord told me to say it. And secondly, I love you enough to be honest with you. Well, if you give an altar call for salvation, people come forward, they're gonna know, who cares? Wouldn't you rather be saved and know that you're saved when you walk out of here? I've been in ministry for 35 years, so these moments are not intimidating to me. If you respond, wonderful. If you don't, that's okay. There's no pressure whatsoever. My job was to give you that, the word that the Lord gave me in March and to remind you that you have a part to play and that you matter to God's kingdom and your prayers matter and your agreement matters and your, your intercessory prayer matters. But here's what matters the most to God. This is the heartbeat of God. He had a son, but he wanted a family. He gave his best to receive you. I honestly don't know what the future holds, but I do know who holds it. 
If you're new here, these people coming down here, are they're part of a prayer team. And they're called and they're anointed and they're gifted and they're ready to pray with you. I'm gonna give you two things, three things that the Lord has given me to ask you to respond to. One, if you're not saved. In fact, would you just close your eyes? This is how we always do it or I do it. No one looking around. If he were to say to Jesus, get on the horse, the trumpet's about to blast, it's time. That, that pounding in the center of your chest, that's not me. That's God's spirit saying, please pay attention. The whole service was set up for you. If you would say to me, Dean, I'm not saved and I wanna give Jesus my heart. When I say three, would you just raise your hand? Don't let pride stop you. One, two, three, hands up, please. I see your hands, yeah, I see them. You can put them down. Second question, Dean, I'm saved, but I need that draino effect. My heart is hard. Maybe there's someone that I need to forgive or maybe there's someone who's really hurt me or maybe maybe like me, you were sexually abused and you've never told anybody and maybe like me, you you, you know what it feels like to be kind of abandoned as a, as a little kid and you grow up trying to figure out where do you fit in this thing called life and you, you just do it wrong for so long until finally one day you go, Father, I just give up and you throw your hands up and say, I surrender. If that's you, one, two, three, hands up, please. My Lord. Then my last question, this is not for everyone, this is for just the people that when I read that word that the Lord gave me and I said, it's time for next. You're ready to take next for you. Whatever that means that God's put on your heart, you're ready to take the step of next. If I'm talking to you, one, two, three, hands. Everyone look right up here at me. Open your eyes, look right here at me. If you raised your hand for any of those three, I'm not saved, there were a bunch of those. Two, the Drano effect. My heart is hardened towards life and I need Jesus to touch it. Or three, God spoke to me, I need to take this next step. If that's any of those three, you raise your hand, I'm gonna invite you right now just to come on down. Thank you, Father. My Lord. My, my, my. Just come in, just find you somebody at the front, they'll pray with you. I'm gonna lead you in a very simple prayer of salvation. There's plenty of room. What you're looking for here is an, a, point of, a, a point of agreement. We worship you. Just keep coming. There's always room for one more.
here. Ooh, thank you, Father. As we're all still here at this altar and as you're sitting at your seat and as you're watching online I would like to lead everyone in this room please in a very simple prayer of salvation because of the number of hands that went up and I'm going to invite everyone in the room if you would to pray this prayer with me out loud Father, I believe that Jesus is alive, that he died for me, and that you raised him from the dead. I believe right now he is seated at your right hand, talking to you about me. Jesus, forgive me for where I've sinned. Come live in my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. From this minute forward, I'm yours. Your mind. Let's just hang out. Let's just do life in Jesus' name. Amen. Devin is going to come back up and then we will have some announcements and we will receive our tithe and offering but before we do that I really believe there's something else she has to share with us who can add to what's happening I want them to continue to pray those of you at the sanctuary I, I actually don't have anything to add I've been asking the Lord I've just got something to highlight I believe what 
When Dean hit on offense and unforgiveness today, it is such a deep root that is hindering someone's next. Even this morning, I told Pastor Mike, it, it all makes sense. I was just in the story of Cain and Abel today, trying to figure out what the Lord was saying. I just wanna repeat what has already been said. If you're in this room, I'm gonna tell you in the past two years of my life, the assignment of offense has been more rampant and magnified than it ever has in my own personal life. This is me being transparent. And because it's the assignment of the enemy to disarm and disable you. So I'm gonna open these altars one more time if you're already up here or maybe you're at your seat for a prayer of grace to be able to do what Dean instructed you to do, which is let go and forgive. And this sounds so crazy. Some of what I have dealt with, normally I harbor things. That's just my nature. And what the Lord has spoken to me is, Devin, where you're going and where the body of Christ is going, don't you let the enemy trick you into believing brothers and sisters are enemies. And in everyday life, we can make little things, big things, but when tragedy hits, everything just kind of falls into alignment, clarity comes. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You realize the people you thought were your enemy really aren't your enemy. It's just bait the enemy has put in your life. So I don't know who this is for, but I feel like someone, this is what I have experienced personally. I know what it feels like to feel stuck. Like you know where God is taking you and you feel like you can't get there. And it's, it's simple. You prayed and fasted and, and bound things and God's like, it's not in all of that. It's right here in your heart. There's an offense, there's an unforgiveness and it's like a trap keeping you from your next. And I'm here to tell you, sometimes you need prayer for grace for that because people aren't gonna always say they're sorry. People aren't gonna always care. And, and I'm I'm here to tell you them not wanting to tell you they're sorry is no longer an excuse for you not to forgive. God has been teaching me how to let go even when it doesn't change. How to forgive even when the people continue to repeat the same patterns because now I realize my survival is dependent on my heart being clean before Him. So I just want to reopen the altars because God, I just feel like in the heavens God is wanting to unlock necks for someone and you've been confused about where you You've been stuck and you don't realize there's just this thing that needs the Drano of God. Dino is Drano today. I want to open this altar one more time while those are praying. If you're already up here and you need that prayer, you can step forward. If you're seated and you say, Pastor Devin, I need grace for this. I don't know if I'm ready for it this morning, but I'm saying yes. And I want the Lord to examine my heart and I want, I want forgiveness to flow. I want purity to flow. I'm ready to let go. If that's you, just come quickly. Come quickly. Don't let the enemy hinder your next. Don't let other people steal your next. Don't let other people, and I'm gonna ask the altar workers if you'll help just identify. Father, let this house be a house. Father, that does not operate in offense and hurt. Let our hearts and our homes be places where forgiveness runs freely, God. Let wisdom be the principal thing, Father, in our hearts. And let us understand how to operate, Father, in divine wisdom. And God, divine love that does not keep record of wrong. And right now, Father, I pray for a grace on every heart to let go of what human nature doesn't let us let go of, to rise above our emotions and our own hurt, to rise above being right in order to apprehend being righteous.
And I pray, Father, that release of offense and forgiveness and healing would flow in these altars now. So for all those who responded, you can just stretch your hands toward them and pray. This is what we're going to do for the rest of you. I, I read over the announcements. I need you to be a mature congregation. Get on the website. Get on your app. Don't miss things. We're going to not worry about announcements at this moment. But I do want to open the door before you leave to sow into today. I want you to give your tithes and your offering and I want you to be faithful. But if you feel so led, I'm gonna create a complication. If you feel so led to get a tithing envelope and you feel led to do this, I did feel like we need to just open the door to sow into Israel today. We know Pastor Kevin is going in December. We have boots on the ground now. I haven't even heard. I don't even know what the needs will be, but some of you, God is gonna move on your heart to sow into Israel today. If that's you, you can mark that on that tithe envelope um, and you can maybe put that in the box when you text to give. If it's not you, don't worry about it. Just tithe an offering. But if it is you, I want to open the door for you to sow into Israel today. When you're done, we're done. So enjoy your lunch, enjoy your family. But as long as you want to be in His presence, this altar is open. Workers are here. Please be in prayer this week and we look forward to seeing you in the house of God on Wednesday night.